damn. Yeah, music, yeah. I feel like music for me has been inspiring me so much more than film recently. Like, mm -hmm. I go through phases where for years I'll be like such a movie bitch and be like not really listening to a lot of music. And I feel like I am in the midst like of being a music bitch right oh, now. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad everything is like, ugh. God, anyway. Yeah. We, yeah. Music's great this yeah. year. Everyone listen to this albums that are not, I don't know, like maybe try. Yeah, like the off-the-wall stuff. You know, for example, like my partner is like a pop head. And one mm -hmm. of his favorite records of the year is the Black Midi record. And he was like it's an incredible never record. into like that kind of music before. But he's like experiencing this new sound and loving it. And it's like, mm -hmm. girl, if this Swifty can get into fucking Black Midi, like I can this get is into how Taylor I get... Swift, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I get Jesus into, uh, into Primus. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. now came talk. 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 Hello, everybody. Hi. It's been a minute, but we are back. We're back. One of us went on a sabbatical, me. Um, and the other one had a had a project for school that I procrastinated on. Beautiful. We So great. like typical gay men, we uh, did a lot, whole lot of nothing, but we are rejuvenated. We're sunburnt. We're back. Mm -hmm. um, we're here. I got a new exfoliating bar that really does does work to my ooh, body. Girl. It's the Glossier body hero, mama. She does not play around. Oh, I need to exfoliate, bitch. I need to get more into Ugh. my skincare in general. Honestly, same. I just wash a little soap and water. Ooh. A little CeraVe. Girl, I just started flossing this year, so... Ooh, mama. Yeah. I love flossing. Oh, I like it now, too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? I, I love being 30. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Straight People Movies. This is the podcast where each week we two gays explore a movie straight people love, and we just ask, why? 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 Uh, um, hey, hey, real quick. Are you busy? Hi, come over here. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, you're cute. Why? I'm Kirk Van Sickle. <laughs> and I'm Dylan Garcia. And um, we are now on our 21st episode. She's legal now. She's legal. Yes, bitch. She can yeah, smoke she's jewels, how old. Uh, she just moved to Austin. She just moved to Austin. She's going to all the bars. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Handlebar? They have. It's they really have cool. You should go there. So they have a secret bar next to it. You have to ask them for a password. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what the floppy disk repair is. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Have we ever? We've only drank together like twice ever. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get drunk as shit. Oh at my yeah, wedding. your fucking wedding. <laughs> we're gonna Girl, I just die. got a, my approval for that one. Time nice. off, bitch. I'm so rich, nice. bitch. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, anyway. so, we're, so we're, you know, marriage, turning 21. Marriage. It is, this is a milestone episode, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're talking this about a milestone here. film, I would say. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's a movie that we are, you know, we're ahead of being uh, on to this movie. I feel like next year when it's a 10-year anniversary, there's going to be a lot of think pieces about this movie. I completely uh, agree. I think that, you know, there's so much to unpack. With 21 yes. Jump Street, baby. 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump I don't know the theme song at all. I don't know why I'm pretending. It's, I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> I'll do it like Rai Rai. 
<laughs> Rai Rai in this movie is so fucking funny. Dude, Rai Rai has three <laughs> lines and they're all good. They're all they're all incredible. Yeah, yeah truly best cameo. Uh, Twenty one. This movie is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I love it as much as you love it, but you know mm-hmm. me. I'm not like comedies. I'm a little bit more. Like not criti- a comedy queen. Critical of, but I really, really liked it a lot, and I think it's really funny because mm-hmm. I just rewatched Hot Rod. Oh, we could yes. go with my parents, and I also think that movie's hilarious. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's really fun watching these old comedies where I'm like, I don't hate this. I like actually yeah. still enjoy this. Yes, I think the thing why I don't know why. I mean, I know why. I think the reason that we like it so much is because there hasn't been like a comedy <laughs> in so long, dude. I was think- like, when was the last like comedy comedy, dude? I was thinking about this. When was the last like action comedy? I, like I feel well, like the 21 thing, they're Street, all Marvel movies now that's what it is because it's like okay we had like the rush hours in the 2000s and like mm-hmm. it's like Jackie Chan had a chokehold on the genre yes. and then I feel like 21 Jump Street was like a revival or a trying mm-hmm. to be a revival and then I don't really feel like action comedy it's like we got the Fast and Furious movies which are like way yeah. too sincere and eager to be action comedies yeah they have like Ludacris as your as your comedic yeah, relief comedic- like Tyrese as your lu- as your ludicrous Tyrese as your ludicrous Tyrese as your ludicrous and <laughs> and and then I feel like yeah we got like Marvel movies for action and yeah we don't really yeah like, the action comedy is kind of dead and like the comedy in Marvel movies is just like I don't know like a fucking like tank falls out of the sky and it's like who put that there or something you know it's just some like it's all quips like it's not like jokes like this movie has jokes yeah the movie is a joke like the, the whole movie is an thing entire is joke. A joke which you know gets into the whole like you know we did um Fucking, uh, well, Wayne's World, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride, like, Anchorman, like parody, satire, and then this is also the height of like meta. This is like yes. a year after the Cabin in the Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same year as Cabin is in it the, the Woods. Is the same year? I feel like 2012 was maybe. I guess I'm gonna call it now the year of like when meta really just took over Hollywood. Yeah, it's whenever people like could get an education of film online. Yeah. And people it was in that final that was up. And it's like, what do millennials like? References and mm-hmm. two things. And and guess what? They were yeah. right because this movie is funny. Yeah, but the thing is, I think in Twenty One Jump Street in particular, there's not a lot of references to its original. There's only that base, like that, uh, like uh, Ice Cube has like a little like two or three lines about how this is like a reference, or whatever. And then also, uh, what's his name from Parks and Rec? That I want to fuck uh, Nick Offerman. Oh my god, he has God. a couple of lines that are. Mama, Ugh. the Nick Offerman scene in this movie. Ooh. I know. I wish he was in it more. <laughs> oh, me too. I, w- I just need to take a screenshot. I was going to take a screenshot and send it to you. <laughs> <Duh>. uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, but it was like 730 in the morning when I was watching this movie. It's like a meta, though, in the sense of like it knows its main audience has grown mm-hmm. up watching these like 2000s teen movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about your like can't hardly waits and your whatever. I can't remember well, i think even, i think even casting jonah hill is a super bad reference yeah totally and like the whole like well we'll get into it we'll get into it let's get here let's do the let's do the thing then we'll get into it yeah we're gonna do the intro let's do the intro all right so we are talking about the 2012 film 21 jump street uh which is an adaptation of the 80s tv the 80s tv show of the same name it's directed by my husband's phil lord and chris miller and it stars my other husband, Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. and I think the podcast's husband, Jonah Hill. Yeah, right. Uh, we love Jonah Hill. Uh, Brie Larson, Ice Cube, uh, Dave Franco, and then anyone who's ever been on a comedy podcast, so, like Rob Riggle, so true, Ellie bestie. Kemper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the plot of the movie is too shitty. Get c- too sorry. The plot of the movie is uh, two shitty cops get 
out on an undercover assignment to infiltrate a high school drug ring. A lot of gay panic jokes, but don't worry, they're good. They're so good. I feel like this was they're the so last funny. year of gay panic jokes. Yes, and it's like the correct way of doing gay panic jokes. I agree. Jokes. Like, it's not like violent toward gay people. Yeah, it's, it's like, just like... Totally. Yeah. Like re-watching like old like Judd Apatow comedies from the 2000s, you're like, ooh. Like yeah. some of them are funny, like Coldplay is gay, but other ones you're like, this mm-hmm. is... Like I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> so well, mean. The jokes, the butt of the jokes are always that they're bad at their job. <laughs> is Absolutely. that they're like okay at it, but like the only thing they're good at is like shooting a gun and like punching stuff. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. I, damn. Yeah. This movie, it, I don't even know. Like, okay. Where do we even start with it? Where do we start this movie? This movie, um, it's great. It, I don't, it, I think we just have to start that it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's really, really funny. It holds up. It holds up it's so such well. a like it is it feels like a transition movie to me mm-hmm. where it's like this is right before girls comes out this is right before yeah. broad city comes out this is before millennial yeah. content started taking over everything this was mm-hmm. i feel like the media's first kind of like stab at like what are millennials and how can we make yeah. fun of it properly yes and it's still i think the best example that they've yeah. done yeah I think, I think it's like bridesmaids for boys. It is like it yeah. is, and it's like all of the like the gay panic humor and all of the like that bit about like punching if he not punching him is more homophobic. <laughs> like I'm like yeah, yeah. I okay. that is a philosophy that I can get behind. Yeah, and it's the humor <laughs> behind the film. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum's like bro ship, like. I bought it. I loved them. I thought their relationship was so good. Brie Larson is like a twee love interest. You know, it's, it's a, just everything uh, falls into place. And I'm like, this was what high school sort of was like for uh-huh. us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it like, but it still has that like offensive, you know, digs yeah. that were very big around the time. Yeah, um, a lot of vulgar humor, like, uh, spoiler for the end, but they shoot Rob Riggle's dick off, and he's like, you shot my dick. Right, and there's that whole bit about, like, Korean Jesus and all that. And it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, so funny. But it's like, it's like, oh, but nowadays someone would be like, this is offensive because yeah. dot, 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 you know? And it's like, I feel like the movie is a really cool in-between movie. It's like, yeah. you still got, like, the Judd Apatow sensibility, but we're moving into more of a younger, more modern mm-hmm. vibe. That I think has pretty much like stayed throughout the decade. I mean, I see Twenty One Jump Street's influence on like Search Party, like all mm-hmm. of the like kind of more younger, like geared comedy. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I think that's the kind of influence of I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the directors. I don't think their presence can be stated overstated. Like they have made some of America's greatest comedies. I mean, they made their TV series Clone High, which is truly one of the I've funniest. Never heard of that, <sighs> Mama. Stop. We're not recording anymore. Go watch. Clone okay. High. It was. Be right um, back. BRB. Uh, it was a show on MTV in like 2000. It only lasted one season. And it's about an animated series that's like paying, making fun of like young Americans, Dawson's Creek, all the sort of like WB, like teen dramas. But it's all clones of historical figures. So it's like Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, JFK. And it's so that's fucking insane. funny. Okay. 13 on episodes. On MTV? MTV. Yes. It's so fucking funny. Um, watch the prom episode, the makeover episode. It's the funniest fucking shit in the entire world. But then they made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's kind of their first uh, f- movie. It, kind of their first movie. It was their first movie, and, which is an incredible children's movie. Have you seen that before? No. I, I mean, I think I've like seen it like passively. 
yeah great incredible children's movie love it and they followed up with 21 jump street and they did the lego movie 22 jump street which is like fine it's not as good as the first one and then we're writers and producers on spider-man into the spider-verse which is objectively the best superhero movie ever uh, made. yeah that movie was incredible yeah it's so interesting how the 21 jump street film series are really their only live action work yeah that well they well, were kicked Hines. off of the or was Clone they Hines were clicked animated exactly. it was animated okay. Uh, they were kicked off of Solo, the Star Wars movie. Then Ron Howard came in, and then it flopped. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Loser. We, uh, why haven't we done a Ron Howard movie Oh, yet? God, because we'd get no listens. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we did A Beautiful Mind. Um, oh. We did Cinderella Man. No. Oh, just stop talking. I can't. <laughs> no, I refuse. Violet. But the, <laughs> the thing with Phil Lord and Chris Miller is that they're both, like, very populists in their comedy but it's not pandering it's reminds me a lot of princess bride but not as earnest it reminds me kind of like of raiders where it's these movies where it's like it's playing for everyone but it assumes everyone has a level of intelligence still yeah i would agree with that i feel like the film in general like simultaneously pokes a lot of fun at all of the characters but also like loves the characters too oh yeah um which i think is the secret like that's like the secret like spice blend i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about yeah the, it's the it's the spice blend that you need to make a good yeah. comedy I think. it's the 11 11 secrets for spices and herbs or whatever yeah, from KFC. And it, it well, works really KFC well because it's like even though jonah hill is like a total like loser and channing tatum is like a total like idiot but they're so lovable and yes. and relatable like i related to like yes. both of their characters Oh yeah, especially Channing. I fucking love Channing Tatum. In this he movie. is so funny. He is so underrated as a comedian. Yes. Um, yes. And where where has he been? Is he just like he just took a he, he chill. He's chilling. He disappeared. I Channing Tatum has been in so many of my favorite movies. I mean, he's in we talked about before. Side effects. Oh Jesus. Uh, he's in side effects. He's in also a movie that you'll oh Jesus at Foxcatcher. Uh, oh, I haven't seen. He's that. in. I heard it was good. Uh, you might hate you might hate Fox Edge. You might think it's so boring. Okay. Uh, yeah, you probably. Uh, then, like, what else is he in? He's been in, yeah, Haywire, incredible movie, Magic Mike, Mama. Magic Mike's great. I never saw the sequel though. He, the sequel, is, I think, is better. Oh. Um, yes, the sequel's incredible. Different movie, but it's great. He's in <laughs> your favorite movie and ours and mine. I mean, uh, Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. <laughs> that sounds I'm like going a, that sounds on like a, uh, Night of the Stars I haven't talk been about stoned it. in like two years But I feel like the next time I get stoned I should put on Jupiter Ascending It's incredible <laughs> uh, He's the only funny part of Hateful Eight uh, Oh yeah he was in that Yeah yeah, and then he he took I mean he did some voice stuff But yeah he hasn't been His next thing is a movie called 20 Oh it called 2022 uh, In 2022 called Dog Ew. Where it's directed by Channing Tatum. Okay. Oh my God. I want to be your dog, Channing. And mom, get, remember Karyanka Kelcher that was in the New World? Yeah. She's going to be in it. She's co starring. Oh co-starring. my God. Oh, legend. I, legend. Um, ooh, since I have the opportunity to say this, I think that her performance in the New World is one of the greatest overlooked performances of all time. New World is an incredible movie. The last New World. like 10 minutes of the movie. Sorry, this is such a detour. But the last 10 minutes of the movie where she's, like, in her, like, beautiful, like, dress. And she's, like, in England or wherever the – Spain or wherever the fuck mm-hmm. those people came from. And she's, like, running around on her, like, estate, like, getting her dress covered in mud and, like, connecting with nature again. To that, like, Wagner, like, whatever the fuck. Mm. I literally – it's, like, I'm thinking about it's giving me chills. It's, like, so it's beautiful. Incredible. It's Malik's – one of Malik's best films. 
mm-hmm. underrated, underappreciated masterpiece. Okay. Done. Yeah. I like that we're like <laughs> New World's Incredible, what's happened to her since. And she's been on that show Yellowstone that apparently is like a huge ass show that like your parents watch. Oh, Every, everyone's parents watch that show. Yeah. Good for her. Get for get that money. That uh, but we will be seeing dog in theaters. Um but yeah, I think a lot of the, the comedy in this movie is it is kind of broy, but it's not like broy. Like, do you ever see Baywatch? Do you ever see Zach Efron's Baywatch? No. It's awful. It's terrible. Never watch it. But like it's very clearly trying to be twenty one jump street, but doesn't like understand how it works. And it's just like this punching down, really boring, just like ugh movie where it's like this movie is always engaging always going for the joke like that's the fucking scene in the play oh where they're fighting is so fucking funny the scene where they're high the first time oh so funny incredible and i'm just laughing by myself oh like, I laughed that's so hard out of all the comedies we've watched for the pod so far this is the one i mm-hmm. laughed the most during and didn't mind that i watched yes. by myself because i was yeah, so and i was laughing I was laughing immediately. Oh, yeah. The movie starts great. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, I <laughs> I think you're right. There is, like, a kind of secret ingredient that, like, other movies have done well, too. But I feel like this one gets it perfectly. It takes what Superbad did, I think. But, I, but see, Superbad, they're, like, dorks, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. But I feel like in 21 Jump Street, even though they're, like, stereotypes at the beginning, I found them so endlessly relatable, like, in general. And maybe mm-hmm. I found them really relatable now because I'm also older now and I know what it feels like to be like, what? Like, y'all kids are so much different than what it used to be. Shit. Yeah. I don't understand what the fuck's going on anymore. <laughs> but I thought, but it's so funny because it's so weird because that movie was about us. I mean, we were graduated from high school by the time the film came out. Yes. But I feel like the movie really was specifically like kind of like poking fun at like our age group. Yes. Like that gag about well, like the hipsters and then like the anime girls and stuff. I'm like, and then the fact that the nerds like are very modern, like they're like techie and they like play like hybrid card games. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah that's like what gun. a modern yeah. nerd is. Like you yeah. got that down. Like you understand us. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think if the movie was a different movie, Jonah Hill would have been fully like suspenders, broken sunglasses, broken glasses, like buck teeth nerd. Instead, he's like this, like weird, just like he's just awkward. Want to be Eminem? He's just an awkward. We all know that kid that like yeah. wore big white t-shirts and chains and had terrible bleach blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. And then Jonah, and then Channing Tatum isn't like. I mean, he is a hot football player, but he's also like failing out of school and is like has anger issues. Right. And it's not like charming. He's like a very. Uh, it's not that he's like not smart, but he's just very like. He's confused about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I th- it's really, like, intelligent how it, cr- like, creates these characters that are could be stereotypes. Totally. And it's, like, even, like, the little details. Like, Brie Larson's character I want to bring up, like, as a love interest in the film. It's, like, I mean, she's not given, like, a shit ton to work with, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Here. But I do think the way she plays it and the way the character's written is, like, a very specific, like, new kind of girl next door. You know? Yeah. She's, like a good student and she's like popular, but she's also like cool and like listens to music, like to records in her room and like, you know, doesn't really do drugs, but will do drugs when the, the the mood strikes. I'm like, yeah, this is like a nor like, this is what girls in high school were actually like, like she wasn't like the Madonna or the whore. You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying? It's like, she's just a normal girl. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I feel like, um, whenever it's interesting because like that kind of goes to, if you watch Clone High, that she's very similar to uh, how Joan of Arc is portrayed in it, but 
It's just interesting. Watch, watch Clone yeah, High. There's a lot of so like through Joan lines. Of Arc, it's so okay, good. Bitch, I'm sold. Yeah, Joan of Arc is like this like goth like kind of, but she's like popular, but she's like not as popular as Cleopatra, who's like a bitch. Oh my god, yes, I love yes. that. Yes, it's so good. But yeah, <sighs> I just think Fuck Clone High. So all good. the and, and 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 we can't go without saying like Dave Franco's like eco friendly <laughs> drug dealer is like probably one of the best written millennial characters he ever. He is cast so well like, in this movie. Everything that like Broad City and like all these other shows try not not to shit on Broad City, I love Broad City, but like everything they yeah. try to do with like the the ultra specific niche thing, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes the comedy and all of these things goes too niche for me. Dave Franco, it is a little too. We get it. You live in Brooklyn. Yeah, Dave Franco's character feels real. I'm like, yeah, I yes. know that fucking guy. Like the guy that's yeah. like, God, let's not poison the earth. But then he's like selling drugs to kids and like they're dying and shit. <laughs> he doesn't care. Like it's like, yeah, that's yeah. like what being in that age was like. Exactly. It's your it's your tattooed vegan who smokes cigarettes all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And that's still so fucking real. Like, mm-hmm. go to sidebar, girl. You know. And it's like in the movies, a great example of like the beginning rumblings of like political correctness and like wokeness before that was even Mm -hmm. really like on a mainstream level. And I feel like the fact that the movie even captured that in that moment, I remember thinking when Mm -hmm. I saw it, like, whoa, like they really like, this feels modern. Like this feels now. Like, I don't know how they fucking did that. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, well, I guess Jonah Hill was the one who wrote the screenplay. Uh, no, it was some other guy. I, he probably like a story by Chris. So yeah, it was a story by and then this, uh, Michael Bacall. Okay, well, who, let's Mr. let's look Michael that up. Bacall, I am impressed. So he has. Let me go to his screenwriting. So he's written a lot of stuff. Oh, he, wrote, he, wrote, he, wrote he wrote Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. And see, Scott Pilgrim yes. is another movie that I feel like also really captured that time and place really yes. well. Yes. And then he did Project X, which is a movie that I think that like people younger than us super gravitate to. Like I would actually like to do Project X one day. On so I've never seen it, but I remember it was very like hated by a lot of people when it came out. But I'm wondering if it might have been misunderstood looking back. I think it might have been, yeah, but because I've seen like TikToks about Project X, and uh, directed by ne- oh god, is that who I think it is? One sec. Oh no, it's a different person. Never mind, cutting this out. Um, but yeah, Project X. He wrote that Project X, and yeah. You know what? I just saw um, another movie that that guy directed, and I feel like this movie tried really hard to be 21 Jump Street and failed. Was that American Ultra film with um, Oh yeah, with, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. And our queen, and our Kristen, queen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I never saw the film because it, I remember the trailer looked really good, but then I think it came out and people were like railing on it. Like You know who loves it? And I always, I'll always try her suggestions, even though most of them are psychotic, but she, Amy Nicholson loves American Ultra. Okay. I mean, which is like, she has insane taste. Yeah, damn. This is like, okay, we're going down a rabbit hole with all these people. We are. It's also crazy to think that, like, Jonah Hill was like the biggest star when this came out. And then a few, mm-hmm. no, not even a few years later, that year, he was nominated for an Oscar. Was he nominated mm-hmm. for Wolf of Wall Street? He had already been nominated for Moneyball. Yeah, he'd already been nominated for Moneyball. So and the Wolf of Wall Street was the next year, I think. And then it's like Brie Larson's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, this is the second movie in which uh, Jonah Hill plays someone in high school in which his girlfriend goes on to win an Oscar for Best Actress. Oh my god, it's so true. (laughs) This really is like a who's who of like our age group, like of middle millennials, I call us. Oh yeah, and then Channing Tatum. 1993 babies. Mm Mm-hmm. And Channing Tatum goes on to be like the biggest star in the entire world and is like, I think, severely underrated as an actor. I think he should have won an Oscar for Foxcatcher. Wow. Easily. I remember there was a he's, lot of buzz, but then I guess Steve Carell kind of like. Yeah, he took up all. He's the only person in that movie that didn't get nominated, which is a, a shame because it's like 
he when I mean, he is a dancer of course and you can tell he just the way he moves his body and knows how to like portray himself is so just like innate and very it's beautiful i love how he moves and everything i want to uh, do a special shout out to uh one of my early crushes uh was the boy who does the video and then dies he's in jennifer's body <laughs> and um yes being a wallflower johnny simmons that's his name yes oh my god i had the biggest love. crush on him when i was younger oh my god love oh my god he is in jennifer's body what oh my uh, he was in something else. He was in so much I'm, shit around this time. He was like really like in that circle of like. And then he just. And then he just kind of like dropped off too. Well, we're gonna go deep into the cast. No, let's go deep. Secret. It's our second secret Dakota Johnson movie. <laughs> I know. I think that's so funny. I think that like that might be the gayest thing that's ever happened to our podcast <laughs> is that Dakota yeah. Johnson surprised. Because I didn't re- keep showing. Neither up. of us remembered that she was in the Social Network, and I definitely no. don't think any of either of us were remembered she was in this. No, because I was, because our scene partner is Rai Rai, and it's like Rai Rai takes all the energy. Oh, she's <laughs> I love you, Dakota. Please come on the pod, Mama. She's not getting this movie. Yeah, I guess Johnny Simmons like retired from acting because he hasn't done anything oh, no. since like 2016. Oh no, huh? Well, uh, have you ever listened to much of Rai Rai's music? I'm very familiar with the two songs she did with M.I.A. That's the one. <laughs> yep, that's about it. Was that one song? Sunshine. Yeah, sunshine. And a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. In time. We only remember the MIA part. Na, 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 na. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. She just, uh, then she just vanished. Yeah. Rai Rai, where are you Come at? Come back to us. Uh, well, speaking of Rai Rai, <laughs> what do straight people like about this movie? Um, very good question. Oh my God, are we already moving on to this part of the thing? I think so. What time? Oh yeah, we it's we're we're hitting, oh, shit. hitting some time. I know. Okay. Uh, wow. I mean, this is bro comedy. Yeah, at its I core. Mean, yeah, it's a part of the long line of like. It started, yeah. It started with Judd, and then it continued mm-hmm. on with all the like the Seth Rogans, and then you got know, got Jonah Hill, one of the big mm-hmm. players in the bro comedy scene. The bro comedy is kind of dead, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all what, gone. What killed it? What killed the bro comedy? Is it just because all these actors decided to go win Oscars and shit? Yeah. Yeah, they all started. Like, Seth Rogen got weird. Do, like, sausage party and shit. And then Aziz Ansari's zoop. He just got zooted out. Michael Sarah's vanished. Yeah. It's uh, so weird. It's so weird. Jonah Hill's the only one standing. The last thing he did was that, that boring mid-90s movie. Yeah. I did not care for that, even though it looked great. I mean, it looks he great. put so much work into the way it looked, but... <laughs> Uh, beautiful, a modern day beautiful gowns, lovely gowns. Not. Nope. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just it's two two pals being friends with each other, and like yeah, they like. I feel like straight people make like gay jokes about each other, right? They do. I, I so I have a theory, and you know, again, I'm getting all like weirdly esoteric about a comedy again, but <sighs> here we are. But welcome I, to straight people. I movies. truly believe. I like this is a crazy thing to say, I guess, but I truly believe that bro comedies of the 2010s like helped usher in like our generation being more okay with gay people. Like, yes. I think it's simultaneously the fact that like they could just act out these weird gay panic things. Like they just were able to just get it out. And also mm-hmm. it made them feel more comfortable with the idea that like they can be like 
romancy with their bros, which is like yes. all those comedies are about. It's all about being like, bro, I love, I love you, man. Literally is the name of one of those films. Yeah. And I think it helped them to get more in touch with the fact that like, yeah, like bros love bros. They want to be able to connect with their bros. They want to be able to talk yeah. to their bros about things. And what is a better bro friend to have? Then you're gay friend. And I feel exactly. like all of my straight guy friends, especially back before it was probably problematic to say this, they used to tell me that they loved being my friend because it was like, it felt comfortable. Cause they're like, I can talk to you about emotional shit. Cause you're a faggot. So I don't have to like feel scared or like, we're like alpha off or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, like I couldn't tell a girl this stuff because because yeah, they might they might think I'm fucking gay, right? So it's I feel like there's a really beautiful thing that's starting, like has been starting, where there's like the gay, straight bro friendship, which I've mm-hmm. not seen explored properly yet, except for in Scott Pilgrim. That's the only movie yes. that has explored that dynamic, and it's very accurate di- depiction of that dynamic, which is that mm-hmm. the Kieran Culkin is mean to his straight friend, and the one <laughs> doesn't notice. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, well, I love it. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm giving 21 Jump Street too much credit, but I do think there's something no. to be said about, like, bromance. Bromance being a thing. And, yeah. And it, I think it's helped society. I'm, like, not even joking. Yeah, and also, like, they both, like, feel feelings in this movie. Like, they both have, like, emotional revelations and are both very emotionally honest about how they're feeling. Like, how um, Shane Tatum doesn't like that he's called stupid. He doesn't... He, it gets to him because he, like, really can't control it. And then Jonah Hill has a lot of insecurities about how he was in high school and is very open about the fact that he wants to, like, start over, basically. And they're very emotionally honest in this movie. And this movie is very honest. And the movie rewards that. The movie, yes. like, Jonah Hill's character becomes cool because he's awkward and emotional. And the movie is suggesting that basically our age group or like millennials in general, like we're more in tune with that sort of stuff. And that's actually what makes you cool. Not being like what Shannon Tatum was saying in the beginning, which is like being like, Oh fuck everything. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think that it, it, yeah, the movie, I feel like the combination of these kinds of movies and like emo music being so big for a while is why millennials in general are just more sensitive. Not that we're, like I know a lot of emotionally mature men still, Mm -hmm. but overall I would say they're more comfortable maybe with their emotions than maybe like past generations were. Yeah. And I think also like, sorry. And I think also like the, um, the, this is around the time that like dance music was really popping. And like, this is big. This is like the uh, bros expression through dance was like, this is dubstep and like Skrillex and all this stuff was really popping off. And so like, Come back to uh, Channing Tatum, how, like, dance and, like, physical expression was so big in, like, this quote-unquote straight community Yeah, right now. I love it. It's so crazy. I feel like 21 Jump Street, because there is a lot of great dance music from that era in the, the movie, it, it really is a culmination of all these, like, kind of different things going on, which goes back into why it is a straight people movie at the end of the day. It's just a very, very good one and a very, I'd say, weirdly important one. Yeah. I think that's – I wanted to do this movie, Aid, because there's – 21 in the title yeah. on such 21st episode <laughs> but also because i think it's like it, I, I feel like recently we've gotten um flack for like hating a lot of movies yeah true and we want to come in and talk about a movie we love and like that is very straight oh it's so is, straight but it's but it's straightness is what makes it good yeah and it's for straight bros too yes because like it goes without saying that, like, the female characters are, like, <laughs> literally given nothing to do in this movie. But Yeah, Ellie Kemper. But, I mean, um, even we'll, though she's We'll get to her. We'll get to her. <laughs> but, yeah, um, other things that are straight about this movie. Um, one of the uncomfortable things about watching this movie in this day and age was the cop Cops, shit. yeah. 
cops, cops, cops. Cops. That's, yeah. But I did yeah. like that they were immature about being cops because in a way it's like weirdly uh, accidentally political because it's like, yeah, like people that just become cops because they want to like do cool stunts and blow shit up, like that's probably real. <laughs> they suck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that <laughs> it does, it portrays them bad at being their job as cops. Right. Which is great. And they should be. It's, and then I already mentioned this earlier, but I do think that like it, straight people love offensive humor and this movie's got like some really cute offensive humor. It doesn't ever go mm-hmm. too far with it. Mm-mm. It's just offensive enough. It's just, yeah, just enough. in the, just a little kiss, just a little, little, a little, and most of it is the gay stuff. Uh-huh. A lot of gay but jokes in this movie. A lot of gay jokes so in this movie, many. but it's, it's, when Nick, when what's his face, Jake Johnson from New Girls says, I can't have people like just punching black gay kids. He's like, I'm one black kid, gay kid being punched away from quitting this job. <laughs> it's very evocative of, uh, I love my dead gay son. Yeah. Oh my God. That is, that is one of my favorite lines in a movie ever. Ever. So put good. it on my tombstone. So good. <laughs> um, and then of course the cast is very straight. Jonah Hill. Straight people straight. love Jonah Hill. Three people love Channing Tatum, but I feel like we've kind of slowly taken Channing we're Tatum taking from them. them. We're taking them. Because we're, we're like, we them. still remember Magic Mike, and no one else is talking about that anymore. Mm-mm. Everyone's talking about the second one, which he's not in. And then the queen of, like, quirky straight girls, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I think we mean Princess Valhalla Hawkwind. Oh, my God. From... Yes. <laughs> United States of Terra. United States of Terra. Oh. God, I, I feel blessed. Did you notice? What? There's a scene where she's in her bedroom talking and she has little like horns, like Viking horns. Stop. On their bedside table. Oh my God. Do you think it was a reference? I think it was. Uh, you know, Phil and Chris were watching. Uh, dude. I mean like, dude, like that's all she was in at that dude, point. Like it's so, I, it, I feel hashtag blessed to have been a part of Brie Larson's like journey. I'm sad yes. that she became like a Marvel girl to be perfectly honest because she was mm-hmm. like my queen when I was younger. And then Jennifer Lawrence did it fucking too after Star Wars was done. I was like, this girl's gonna really be something. And then well, mm-hmm. yeah, it happened. Yes, but yeah, sucked into the machine. Brie Larson, she really was like the queen of like her and uh, Mae Whitman were like the queens of indie Fuck. girls in the early 2010s. Let me tell you, this is a, a, a very quick aside. I went to a uh, ATX TV fest every year. Uh, it's incredible. If you ever get the opportunity to go to it, go. It's awesome. Uh, but I went one year and it was a Friday Night Lights reunion. And they had, um, well, Kyle Chanak lives here, but uh, Connie Britton came and there's a couple other people from the cast and it was at the Paramount Theater and everyone was freaking out. And they were doing a Q&A session and someone stood up and was like, hi, I have a question. And uh, what is it? Kyle Chandler pointed out and was like, hey, wait, are you Mae Whitman? <laughs> and she was like, hi. And it turned around like, wait, everyone? She was like, okay, but anyway, so whenever you did XYZ in season so she's three like or a, whatever. A Friday Night Light Stan. Yeah. <laughs> she just went as an audience member. That is so yep. endearing. I love her. I was a big fan of Parenthood. Ooh. It's like the weirdest like outlier show for me. I'm not usually into like stuff like that, but I loved it. And she You're was like Lauren Graham. Yeah. That really cute boy that was also in 13 Reasons Why. Uh, Miles Heiser or whatever the fuck his mm-hmm. name is. Oh God. What a cute little twink he is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love her. You know, she was in Perks and that's what I'm trying to say is like this cast and like, there was like a who's who like at that time period, like there was like the Mae Whitman and you had like Ezra mm-hmm. Miller and Johnny Simmons and they were all like Charlie and Yee. Yeah. They were all kind of like all in the same movies, Brie Larson and all of them. And yeah, it's so interesting to see like that. Some of them really popped off and then the rest of them kind of were just like, eh, I'm over yep. this shit. Yep. <sighs> oh, great cast. Though. Oh, and also straight people love cameos. Oh, mom. And is there a cameo in this movie? I completely forgot. <laughs> 
about that part. This is I I recognized it in the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that he's like planted early on because he's in the park. Do you think that's really him though? I feel like Johnny Depp would be like, I'm no, only coming for one day. It's a hundred percent him. Wow. Yeah, it, it has to be because I like I clocked it so early. Yeah, it's uh oh yeah, Johnny Depp's the big cameo in this movie. Yeah, I mean because that's how he got famous was the original Twenty One Jump Street show. It's so funny, and I, but it's so funny too because it's like I don't know about you, but it's not like it, I watched that show or really no, I've heard of it. So it's so funny how this movie yeah. like kind of gives everyone what they want. It gives like an older audience member what they want. It gives us what we want, and then I mean yeah, like maybe younger kids liked this movie too. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a movie where it's like. You can tell that Phil and Chris like liked the show, yeah, <laughs> and wanted to like honor it. Where it's like I feel like a lot of like when they do like remakes and stuff like that, it's like people that don't really care about it or whatever. It's just like directors for hire get forced to make whatever the Tomb Raider movie or whatever. It's so funny that there's that dig that Nick Offerman does. That's really one of the funniest parts of the movie where he like jokes mm-hmm. about how unnecessary the whole film is and how remakes mm-hmm. are unnecessary. It's so crazy to think that like remake culture was already big around this time and it's still going and it's worse yes it's still going it's like no one 10 years ago can come up with anything new even though like movies like get out and like parasite exist and it's just like mm-hmm. i what what i don't people like did you see that article today this is so funny it's quasi related but it was like indie wire tweeted it out and it's like places to get your black widow merch IndieWire has gone so downhill in the last like five years. David Ehrlich. I used to love IndieWire, and now it's Mm -hmm. like just another like Hollywood rag, essentially, but with more like woke articles. I don't like it. Oh, God. Uh, Also, speaking of Nick Offerman, I think this is a good transition to gay stuff, but did you ever watch Deadwood? No, I never watched Deadwood. That's like one of the HBO, you know. It's good. I never finished it, but I did get to the part where you get to see Nick Offerman's penis. Oh, how was it? <laughs> After you get done watching Clone High, you're going to go watch uh, the first three episodes of uh, of uh, Dead Works. I can't remember. I feel like I would have a in. hard time taking Nick Offerman seriously in a dramatic show just because. Oh, he's he plays a drunk. He's, he's like a comedic Okay, He's very like a fool in it. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't. Yeah, it's not like, hi, cocksucker. That's my impression of Deadwood. It's like, hi, cocksucker. Are you ready to die? (laughs) (laughs) That's Deadwood. That's my Ian McShane. You got me to do a real laugh. Wow, that doesn't happen often. Thank you. I'm like Fred. Wow. I haven't done a comedy show in so long. That was good. Uh, Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, gay things. But gay things. Gay well, things as, about this as movie. As usual, female characters. Um, All of them. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Literally. Incredible. Just being she's there. Fine. That's gay. No, she doesn't do anything, but she's there. She doesn't do it's anything. Gay. She gets absorbed by Rai Rai. Who? Yeah. Oh my god. Incredible. So do you want to do? Do you want to say her line? <laughs> the best line in the movie. <laughs> when Rai Rai goes finger popping each other they assholes <laughs> oh my god it's so good and then the best part is that jonah hill afterwards is like no we were not finger popping each other's assholes <laughs> it's, so it's so fucking it's funny it's so good it's so finger funny finger popping each other they assholes oh man Ooh, it's so funny oh man oh boy Oh my god! I was just reminded. Like, I just want to say lines now that I think are funny. I love it when Ice Cube goes, "Stop bothering Korean Jesus. He's got not got no time for you. He's too busy doing Korean shit." 
that's a per- that's a perfect joke because stop messing with Korean Jesus. Funny joke. Funny. He ain't got no time for you. A step on top of that, he's busy doing stuff in Korea. Yeah, it's to- perfect. It's, it's good. Perfect joke. It's good. There's so many great lines in this movie. Um, I think the most insane character in this movie is Ellie Kemper. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that she's the gayest person in this movie. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because I always, for you know, it, it took me a second to like connect her, even though she's so unique looking, but it's like mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah. She's in Bridesmaids and she's in this, you know, yeah. and her character, I feel like the last 10 years we've been really obsessed with like teachers, especially female teachers fucking their male students. <laughs> so it's a yeah. little uncomfortable now. Cause it's like, why are we so obsessed with this like narrative? Yeah. But it's so funny in the movie. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny because it's like a play on like, I feel like she's definitely played as like a lunatic and not like an item of sexuality or anything like that. She definitely is insane in this movie. I like it because I feel like usually in movies like this where like a, a female character is being overly sexual and it's like gross, like the the woman is either like ugly or old or all these other things. And what I like about it is that she's cute. It's Ellie Kemper. Mm-hmm. And Channing Tatum's not oh, like yeah. not She's not it. wrong. Like not, She's not, not saying anything wrong. It. He's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. uh. like it's, I like that combo. Yeah. Cause then it's actually real and funny to me. And it's not mm-hmm. just like a dig at her. It's like, She's just a fucking weirdo. I love the part in the credit yeah. sequence where she's getting fucked by him. And she goes, <laughs> Oh my God, you're like two Hardy boys in one. That is like, <laughs> that's comedy. That's that's common. You can tell she doesn't improv. She's so she's, good at improv. She's incredible. And I, I love that she has a very her. specific sense of humor. And it's like, we all know yes. that girl. And she's so good at it. Because mm-hmm. um, she's also, isn't she also in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, too? As, I've never actually seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, my God. She's in that with, um, what's the, like, from 30 Rock. The the Kenneth. Oh, uh, oh God. The awkward. Um, Kenneth Parcell. His name is... Oh no! You know, whatever. But they are they play yeah. newlyweds in the show, and they also have some really funny bits together because they're both like kind of similar. Comedy. Jack McBrayer. Yeah, they're both both weirdos. They're both psychos. Yeah, love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. love Ellie Kemper in this. Absolutely insane. Her and Robert, um, all the teachers and all mm-hmm. of them, like fucking. What's the? I have a crush on him. The one that played the drama teacher. Oh, uh, Chris Parnell. God, he is like a like when people say dad. Like, yes, he's they're not actually, actually about a real dad. He is like an actual, like real life hot dad to me. He is so fucking funny on 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Un- unbelievable. His name is, uh, he's Dr. Leo Spachemin. It's spelled like Spaceman. Oh, my God. Uh, he's incredible. He's so <laughs> funny. I don't want to be quoting 30 Rock, but I will quote 30 Rock. But my favorite line of his ever of all time is he goes, Guess who I'm dating? Squeaky from. It's a lot. Perfect line. Perfect joke. I need Beautiful. to. I guess I need to finally watch 30 Rock. I don't know. Please watch 30 Rocks. <laughs> It'll help our friendship. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, and then finally, I think that one of the gayest things about this movie is that all of the gay panic stuff a lot of the time is actually kind of hot. Oh, Mike, I would watch them fuck. Like when <laughs> they're like, pretend like you're sucking my dick. And he's like, no, gross. I'm like, oh, this is kind of hot. Like, <laughs> like I was into that. And Channing Tatum yeah. like keeps like beating him up playfully in their mm-hmm. room. And I was like, hmm. Like, oh, that oh that scene when he's on the phone. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, that one's good. And then oh yeah, just like oh, in the part where they're gagging each other, not hot, but like I liked the sentiment. It was yeah. the sentiment. Was they're hot. helping each other. Yeah, I want to see your insides. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know what it is, but like I don't think Jonah Hill's attractive at all. But like, 
Yeah, I would watch them fuck for sure. Oh yeah, I'd watch them. They fuck. have great oh. chemistry. They have the perfect like broy crush energy yes. together. Like it feels really authentic in the movie. Yes, and I'm they're jealous. both. I'm jealous. They're both different types of bros. Yeah, very different types. It's very, but bros. you know what it is? It's very porn. It's very gay porn. It's very Because like a gay porn, it's always like jock fucks nerd while the nerd's helping him like tutor him. And it's like, that would never happen in real life. But 21 Jump <laughs> Street so disgusting. that maybe it could. It's so disgusting. I'm going to watch this. I'm 100% cutting this out. But I saw this porn the other day. Not the other day, but like, I'm just bringing it up. Just pretend it was the other day. I saw this porn where it was like a doctor's visit. Oh God. And <laughs> I can't do those, but continue. The doctor on like the bottom, like the twink bottom, like an. I was busy thinking. About <laughs> and then you could see it. That is deranged. It was psychotic. Have, God, I'm gonna bleep it out. Yeah, I'm please bleep, bleep that out. out. No one needs to. But I'm gonna that. keep There's it. There's so many <laughs> things I've watched before and afterwards. I'm like, I am a sick person. Like literally, I'm jail. disgusting. Out, like put me in jail. Like I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was mostly just like, they did this. They fucking got him. I was busy. Can you imagine being a producer and being like, I need to get him. Okay, but what do you need it for? What's the purpose for? Are you a doctor's office? No. We're not, not a doctor's office. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that <laughs> I love that. I'm taping all of it. I'm deleting all of it. Uh. Um, <laughs> now? Yeah, the world's already ready to know that we're tops. Yeah, no, they can't handle that. No, no, no. <laughs> And now we're to our favorite segment of the show. It's our gay recommendation yes. corner. Yes, I got it right this time. I caught it. Um, we are going to recommend the movie that if you're watching Twenty One Jump Street, you went, "I want this to be gayer." We got some movies. There's three this week. I'll say the chaos choice for the end, but my first is Never Been Kissed. Good choice. Iconic. Drew Barrymore. She goes back to high school to be a journalist or whatever and she eats she gets a eat a weed brownie at a party and gets loser on a forehead and then there's that incredible jimmy Eat world song in it mm. and then uh grossy josie god i need to rewatch this movie it's been so long great movie incredible movie i remember people really loving it i feel like that movie is like the main reason why so many girls like love drew barrymore like that was kind mm -hmm. of like the entry point also, is this my second Drew Barrymore late 90s pick in a row that did ever after last One week? One day I'll suggest Poison Ivy, so we'll have more One Drew day. Barrymore. <laughs> um, this is not the last time. So my choice kind of comes from more of like, I wanted to choose another teen comedy from this era that I think is similar to this film, but is more gay in its vibe. And that would be Easy A. Um, Easy A didn't really reach the heights that 21 Jump Street did. I think it did moderately well at the box office, but mm -hmm. wasn't like the next clueless like it was trying to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I really love it. I think it's also got a really great, like, sense of humor. Emma Stone is very charming in it. I think it's very, like, when I've rewatched it, I'm like, it really captured that moment, just like 21 Jump Street yes. did in a really real way. Also, shout out to Amanda Bynes. Mm, she is so fucking so. funny in that movie. I, I mean, obviously, she's a legend. She's hilarious. But I truly think it might be one of her best performances. Is in And I one. love... Uh, Patty Clarkson. Oh my God, Patty Clarkson, Mom. Mama. I still think it's so funny that the, the, that things start happening during Sharp Objects, where like people were memeing, like they were doing the opposite of Millie Bobby Brown. They were like <laughs> Patricia Clarkson said gay rights, and she's like, she when she sees a faggot, she pulls over and is like, Hey, honey, do you want to get on in? And her lawyer 
sent cease and desist letters to people putting these memes up being like, yo, like Patricia Clarkson's not like, I mean, she like loves her LGBT fans, but this is like libel. Like you can't, like she didn't say or do any of these things. Yeah. Like very old school. And she's like, you need to take these down. Like you can't say that she said these things when she did it. And I was like, that is so and fucking legendary to me. I love it. We respect it. And we love it. She said, I love y'all, but y'all faggots need to shut the fuck up. Shut You're the fuck not that calm funny. Calm down. She said, You're not that funny. You're not that funny. I'm funny. You're not. Yeah, she's funny. She's fucking funny. Oh. Have you ever seen the pieces of April? Oh my God. One of the greatest. That is like a low key overlooked like gay canon performance for me. Yes. Like uh, her performance of that is gay canon to me. Drama. She's so <laughs> drama in it. It's so good. Great movie. It looks like shit. Looks like absolute shit. Yeah. Did you know that Luke, I think it was Lucas Hedges' dad, Peter Hedges directed that movie. Really? Yeah. I, Interesting. Let me, let me actually look that up before we put that into like, the <laughs> yeah. world and everyone's like, no, Lucas had just directed it. <laughs> yeah, when he was uh, 12 years old, he directed Pieces of April. Um, <laughs> let me see. I didn't know Lucas had yeah, yeah. his nepotism. Yeah, he wrote and directed. Peter had just wrote and directed that movie. Look at that. You, you find out someone's nepotism every day. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And now, I haven't done a chaotic recommendation in a really long time. One where I have a really long-winded monologue that sets it up only for you to go, oh, God, what is it going to be? And then I say what it is, and you go, no, Dylan, shut the fuck up. Oh, God, what's it going to be? But we're here. Uh, so I chose another movie that is an adaptation of a kind of forgotten TV show from the 80s okay. by a rather idiosyncratic director starring a multi-Academy Award winner and also a very tall co-star. That movie, of course, is Widows. <laughs> Uh, Kirk just unplugged his headphones and has walked into the sun. I feel like the girl in Annihilation right now. <laughs> like, I'm turning into flowers. <laughs> what? what? Dylan, you just, just want to plug <laughs> Widows. This is I don't plug Widows. I'm actually being paid by Widows. Uh, you were possessed no, by the spirit of this film. I swear to God. <laughs> I've been talking about Widows a lot recently. I don't know. I haven't even watched it recently. I've just been like into Widows. Um, but no, I mean, they're both like... Uh, they take different approaches to the source material. Um, one was very criminally underrated, and nobody else saw it, and the other one was a big, huge hit. Because um, women. Because women. <laughs> Honestly, women. Uh, and, yeah, but just fucking watch Widows. Um, also, great Sade song in it. Very good Sade. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I truly like... Well, now that you've plugged Widows of Margaret, I don't know what other movie you're going to do chaotic choices for. I mean, I did I did just watch Star 80 recently, and like I can't stop thinking about it, so I'm going to figure out a way to talk about Star 80 um, in the next Do I even want to know what this movie is? It's, a, it's Bob Fosse's last movie. I was trying to Ooh. watch it. I wanted to watch it for our movie club round. I don't think I'm going to bring it, uh, but it's. You, I think you'd like it. Looks interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's about a about a murdered Playboy uh, bunny, and it's very, it's like if I Tanya went there. <laughs> okay, yeah, this sounds yeah. cool. A Mariel Hemingway, okay, bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. But I'm gonna be talking about that a lot recently now. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> never been kissed, Easy A, and Widows. Yeah, three great back to back films, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Do a psycho uh, triple feature. Um, and with that, you know, real quick, let's, let's, I'm going to staple this on, pretend we're, this is the gay section again, the mom in this movie. Oh my God. Yeah. Legend. She Love reminded me a lot of the mom from Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan's mom. Uh, 
Oh, uh, uh, Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very that, yeah, like, that energy. What did she say? She's like, I used to party. I used to party with Robert Downey Jr. before he got clean. And it was fun. Yeah, that was that was a good line. <laughs> that was a really Great. good one. Yeah, I love her. I love her in it. I love everyone in this movie, honestly. Oh my god, like the mom's friend that sees him at the shoe store. <laughs> oh my god, that scene is so good. She was trying to grab my dick. <laughs> Fuck, I love this movie. He pushes her into the shoe boxes. <laughs> I have a thing about like <laughs> I have a thing about like people like pushing elderly people and pushing children in movies. Like I think it's so good. Like to me, one of the funniest moments in a movie of all time is definitely in The Lobster when Colin Farrell kicks that little girl in the shins. I, like, laughed so hard. I thought it was so good. <laughs> Fuck. The Lobster's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> this movie is incredible. I love this movie so fucking much. Finger-popping each other's assholes. Think- <laughs> no, we were not finger-popping each other's assholes. It's really, so really good. Also, okay. shout out to the nerds in this movie for... I loved the part where it looked like they were getting BJs from the prostitutes, and instead they were just, like, telling them how good of a job they were doing and, like, hacking into someone's cell phone. What's one of them named Cinnamon? Oh, my God. Oh, Love Cinnamon. Cinnamon legend. We love you. Oh, All right. I'm, like, letting this movie go. I'm like, no, I want to keep talking about it. I don't want, it, want to keep talking about it. <laughs> I just want to keep saying finger-popping each other finger-popping each other's assholes. <laughs> so good. Rai Rai, you legend. If I ever see you, Rai Rai, I'll I'll shout you out, baby. Yeah, Rai Rai, legend. Oh, man. (sighs) What a great movie. Great movie. Um, I'm glad we talked about it. I can't wait to do uh, something that we fucking hate next week, I bet. Yeah, so have people really been bothered by the things that we hate? I mean, I'm mostly just mad about about the Shrek uh, incident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were mad. I feel like I, I was, was like very, mad. I was like, Libra, that, so it's so funny because you're a Sag and my partner is a Sag too. And I feel like our interaction about that was like so something that me and Jesus would do where he's like, oh, really? he's like seeing red and he's like, that was really fucking rude. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like they just didn't like really get it. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like I was like trying so hard. Like I was like, it's fine. I mean, like I was annoyed too. Yeah. But whatever. But you know, I was texting like this. You were like, you're like, you're like, this <laughs> I can't believe. Oh. Uh, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you were there, if you were one of the 12 people watching us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you made it an hour and eight minutes into this podcast and you know. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this shit up, yep. right? My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and on Letterboxd at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. Also, in case you don't already do this, you can follow us at Street People Movies. That's S-T-R-8 P-P-L Movies uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, she was a straighter boy. She said, see you later, boy. Yeah. She did, didn't she? <laughs> Um, so yeah and also you know if you're on Apple Podcasts if you're still able to access our shit on Apple Podcasts um, rate us also great thank you that's great Um, (laughs) tell us your secret like it give it five stars leave a review and uh, email Apple Podcasts about how upset you are about the way that they're handling Mm -hmm. our podcast yeah and why they won't let me into the fucking I can't even access the the Apple Podcast backend anymore why can't I do that Apple why I thought you were gay Tim Cook
Yeah. Hmm. Guess not. More like Tim Cock. Yeah. Cock sucker. More like Tim Cock sucker, which you are because you're a homosexual. Because you're a faggot. (laughs) You're a faggot like us, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's so rich. I know. Uh, we'll never be rich. No, never. Absolutely not. Ex- unless you get us famous, then we can be pod. Oh God, could you imagine if we were famous podcast? No, be the worst. it would be so bad. And out came talk, talk, talk. 